Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. We have a great guest for you guys today. His name is Eric Bird. Eric is the manager of the Loudoun County Small Business Development Center located right here in Leesburg, Virginia. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me here. Happy to be on. Yeah. Love the show. <laughs> Thanks, That's nice of you to say. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, I have a, 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 a confession to make, Eric. I have never heard of the Small Business Development Center. I was talking to Tony uh, Howard uh, uh, a couple weeks ago on a podcast and talking about all this, uh, the PPP and the EIDL, and he says that you need to talk with Eric Bird. And I'm like, all right, let me find out who this guy is and what the uh, Small Business Development Center is. And so let's, let's, uh, let's, let's hear it. Absolutely. And, and don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> That's, it's a condition we hope to rectify. Um, huh? So the SBDC is actually a 40-year-old business assistance program that uh, it's a part federal, part local grant-funded program. So it's initiated at the federal level by the SBA. So we get funding from the SBA. It's available all across the country. Um, and uh, in Virginia, we have 28 centers all over the state. And the grant for the program is actually held by George Mason University here in Northern Virginia. And there are uh, multiple centers. Uh, we're the center that covers all of Loudoun County. Different centers cover kind of different geographic areas based on population. Mm -hmm. The services we provide, there's two basic services we provide. First off, we provide uh, educational events, as I call them, or opportunities, which might be a class, it might be an, a networking event. Um, we are, are involved and run the One Million Cups event at the Mason Enterprise Center in Leesburg every week, normally. <laughs> right now it's on hiatus. Um, and then some other events, some meetups, and uh, we do a small business conference every May for Small Business Week with the Loudoun County Economic Development folks. So there are a lot of activities that uh, help people who are either starting or who are trying to grow their small business can come and learn some stuff. So that's mm -hmm. one thing we do. Mm -hmm. The other service we provide that we've been doing a lot of in the last month or two is one-on-one, -on -one, no cost business coaching and advising. Whoa. So we have a staff yeah. of folks who are here to talk to uh, small businesses about how to create a plan, mostly we work at the strategic level with people. So people come in when they're writing a business plan or if they're trying to figure out if their idea is viable. Uh, a lot of times people will start in one of our classes. We uh, have been doing a monthly how to start a business class mm -hmm. and then they kind of firm up their business plan and they'll come in and start one-on-one -on -one coaching or if they're an existing business, which is a group of people we want to work more with mm -hmm. who maybe they've been doing it for a couple of few many years and now they want to grow or now something has happened like a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> um, and so they can come back to the SBDC at that point and we can talk about, well, what's the strategy you need to put in place to be able to grow the business? Or in this case, the last you know couple of months we've been doing, okay, how do you react to what's going on? 
Sure. Uh, because we're an SBA partner, we also, our local funders are actually the Loudoun County Economic Development Department um, and uh, some assistance we also get from the Leesburg Economic Development Department. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been helping people with all of the disaster loans and the all of the acronym programs that are flying <laughs> around. So, um, right. so that's well, kind of what we are. And we're based in Leesburg at the Mason Enterprise Center in downtown Leesburg. Downtown, Old Town. Yep, yep down in Old Town. So you mentioned uh, all the different programs and with the crazy acronyms, and um, I'm sure there's a lot of confusion. Um, we chat a little bit prior to this about how it, it's almost changing daily, right? Like for you guys to keep track of what's what, it, you're, you're, you really need to be on it almost every day. So uh, the big one for me is the PPP. Um, I think that's where a lot of attention is these days. Uh, much, um, you don't have to go into a lot of detail, but just a, a quick overview of that and who. Well, the, the, the good news is I can I can handle some of the detailed stuff with a quick plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we we actually um, and actually we're in the process of putting together a, a, a new website to launch. Hopefully in the next couple of days, it'll make it a little easier to get information about all this because you're exactly right. So one of the challenges through all of this for for everyone, businesses, um, as well as all of the economic development partners and those of us who support businesses like the Chamber and Visit Loudoun and all the economic development departments, um, the, the information is, is flying fast and furious, right? So yeah. as everybody tries to, uh, to respond to this and to come up with programs, uh, a, lot of, a lot of processes that are not designed to work quickly are having to figure out how to work quickly, yeah. which is causing a lot of confusion. Um, it also uh, results in lots of updates coming out, like you say, almost every day or every couple of days, something changes as they're figuring out how to implement these things on the fly. So the two main programs that, that we're involved in primarily um, are the ones that are sort of administrated by the SBA. And the first is the disaster loan or the EIDL loan, the EIDL loan. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the, the program that came out first. So that's been out for a little while. That's direct with the SBA. The, the newer program, the loan program is the PPP. And by the way, I think there's a law somewhere buried uh, in, the, in the lexicon that says if you're a government program, you have to have an acronym. <laughs> so, so our acronym is SBDC, Small right. Business Development Center, right? So we've got the, the EIDL and the PPP, and some of them sound good when you say them, and some of them are kind of weird. So that's the way acronyms go, right? Yeah. Um, so the PPP program is the Paycheck Protection Program. And the thing to keep in mind about that is that it, it does not go directly, it doesn't come directly from the SBA like the disaster loan. The disaster loan program is an old program. It's been set up for, forever. It's the program that the SBA normally uses when there's a tornado or there's an earthquake or there's a hurricane or something like that that's a localized um, problem and they come in and they have this mechanism created and there's a group at the SBA that handles all of that. Now, obviously, that group is now literally dealing with all 50 states. Yeah. So they are scrambling and they're running like crazy trying to figure things out. Um, so the PPP program, when they brought that in, the, the goal of that program is to help employers who have employees um, uh, keep them on the payroll through this, basically the stay at home or lockdown periods that we're all experiencing now. So 
The federal government put that in place so that employers can basically borrow the money to pay employees for eight weeks. That's the goal of the program. Then if the money is used for that purpose, then it can convert. Basically it gets forgiven and turns kind of into a grant. So just that process is actually some of what's caused a lot of the confusion. Well, is it a loan or is it a grant? And I have to apply for the loan and then I have to give paperwork later that makes it not a loan. And so, so it's totally natural that people are confused about this. First off, I'd like to say that. Yeah. Um, so this program though, because they wanted to get it out as quickly as possible. And I think they saw the overwhelming response they had from the idle disaster loan program is they decided to push this out through SBA lenders who are already set up all over the country, spread everywhere, the banks basically, who are already set up to process loan applications and to work with people through the regular SBA guaranteed loan programs that that, uh, are available. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, speed became the challenge here. I believe the legislation, the CARES Act was signed on like Saturday And then Wednesday, the announcement was made that Friday, people would be able to put in applications. But there's a process that happens at at the federal level where the legislation has to be looked at. They have to determine how to implement it and administrate it. And that's being done by the SBA. And then they create documentation, basically, that then goes out to all of us meaning the support crew, that's the SBA or the SBDC and the SCORE and the the partners. And then in this case, it goes directly to the banks themselves that says, hey, by the way, here's how you do this. Yeah. That guidance, it takes a little while to put all that together and think through all the process and all the details. That didn't come out to us until Thursday, Mm -hmm. essentially the day before applications are supposed to be able to be put in. Yeah. So what happened was the, the banks were put in a situation where they had to scramble to try to figure out what were the requirements and how were they gonna all implement it and who was gonna do it and what staff and how many and where. And, and so each individual lending institution sort of had to figure out their own process to do that. So I also think that added to the confusion for yeah. all of our small businesses who went, oh, I just call my bank and I you know, can apply for one of these. Well, not all banks are participating in the small, you know, the SBA programs and some have more staff than some are bigger and some are smaller. And so anyway, it, it, became, it became confusing. So a lot of um, controversy lately so, that, that's been in the news about, um, big banks favoring their big clients, right? And Ruth Chris, uh, $10 million. Uh, Shake Shack, uh, $10 million, although they refunded it, which is good for them. But, you know, millions and millions of going to these major corporations, and it seemed like Main Street workers and small businesses were left out of the out of the puzzle there, out of the uh, privilege or the, or the opportunity to take part in it. So, to, so they ran out of money. The program went away. At least I, I didn't get in on it on time. My banker told me that it was too late. There's no more money. Uh, so as of this morning, the Senate just um, 
uh, approved uh, new funding, correct? So where are we, where yes. are we on that? And, and how is that going to be any different or, or small businesses like me going to be allowed to take part in it? So here's, here's what I understand. And keep in mind, um, the information flows down to us yeah. <laughs> about how these things are going to get implemented. But, but I will tell you what I know, and then I can maybe do a little bit of speculation on what we think is going to happen. Yeah. So I, I, I can't really speak to the who got money and who didn't get money. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I would say is that I think some of that may be a result of the speed at which these programs were put together and, and thrown out into the marketplace, right? Yeah. Um, it, the, the devil is in the details on a lot of this stuff. And technically, if people qualify, people will apply. Right. So if they had staff and they were able and they read it and they went, hey, we qualify and, you know, we're getting hurt too, yeah. then they put that in. Now, that's not to defend. That's not to sure. justify. It's, you know, yep. um, but I think that's, that contributed to that. Um, now, I, I would hope that businesses who, uh, who have a cash flow position that can support getting them through this period um, would maybe do the right thing and let the money go to people who really can't make it through this period without that money. So that's my hope. Sure. Um, now, what, what, what happened was they stopped taking loan applications last week when they saw that the funds were being drained for both the idle and the PPP programs and that they looked at the number of applications that were already in the system and said, okay, we, we have to stop now because we run the risk of using up all the money and then having a whole bunch of applications that we couldn't, we couldn't fulfill. Right. So that's when I believe they made the decision and the announcement got made on early Thursday that said, mm -hmm. okay, no more applications. Now, they were still processing applications and distributing money and they continue to do that this week. Mm -hmm. So there are people right now who already had applications in who are getting money. So first off, anybody watching, if you already have your application in, then it, the process has not stopped. They're, they're, you know, the kitty's not completely empty. You may still get some money. They're working through the process. Now, the part of the challenge here is that the queue on these applications is really long much longer than anybody really anticipated because they had, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses apply. Yeah. And so these all have to be reviewed. So that's part of the challenge is people are like, well, I, I put it in and I don't know if, I, I don't know what happened. And now they're saying the money's gone. So now I'm not going to get any money. And that's actually not necessarily the case. So if you already have an application in, please try to be patient. Hopefully you're, pro you're still making your way through process and some money will come. And that is happening. That is happening this week. Now, future. Yeah, that's my question. And as we, as we hoped, Congress is voting more, allocating more money to these programs. The Senate voted yesterday. We know what they voted on. Uh, every expectation is that the House will vote on that. Uh, I, I, the latest I've seen is by tomorrow. And so we expect the president to sign that like immediately. There's no reason why that wouldn't happen Thursday night or Friday. 
Right. Um, now, my expectation would be because of the situation you mentioned about people getting money who maybe it's caused a fuss that they got the money, yeah. <laughs> to put it delicately. <laughs> um, they did put some requirements in that said a, a portion of the money needs to not go to businesses of a certain size. Now, we don't know exactly what that means. So this is an example of the process needs to go through and the SBA is gonna need to look at that legislation and go, okay, well, what does that mean and how do we do that? So my expectation is hopefully early next week, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that by next week, they will have opened up the loan application process again for both idle and PPP. That's my hope. Good. So that's there may be some additional requirements in there that you and, and they and it may be that the documentation they they've already asked for has accounts for whatever it is this new restriction or requirement is that says hey you can't be a really big company just trying to get money because you have a multiple locations. I'm not sure how they're going to administrate that, but we'll get guidance, and as soon as we do, we will share it and let people know, and the banks will too. So yeah. So um, if a small business has not applied, you would definitely recommend getting an application. And do you guys help with that preparation? We do help with that preparation. And, and sort of the way that we help with that is depends on the, the loan. So the idle loan is, and actually, I don't know when they'll open up that application. That's the one that's direct to the SBA. We absolutely have a walkthrough of that application. There's a video on our website. Mm -hmm. at loudnessbdc.com that's a video walkthrough that shows you the whole application and what the fields are and where to put everything and all that stuff. It's a streamlined application, so it's not that difficult. Right. But you will want to prepare documentation because at some point the SBA loan processor is going to call you and say, hey, I need your financial statements. Hey, I need your cash flow. Hey, I need your balance sheet. So we can help you figure out what documentation are you going to need to get. Also on our website is a way to sign up in our system and get the no cost one-on-one -on -one coaching where we can, one of our advisors will walk you through and help you figure out what document, uh, documentation you need. Mm -hmm. Now for the PPP, that application is actually put into your lending institution. Right. But we also can help you figure out, okay, well, what information might you need? And we also are having, a lot of the times we're having a conversation, well, do I do one or the other? Or do I apply for both? And then how do I, like, what are, the, what are the parameters for how I spend the money? And so we're having those conversations. We're happy to do that too. Eric, what about um, if you put an application in with a big bank and they're totally non-responsive to you, you have no idea if they got it, and you want to take the initiative, say, I want uh, to go with the local bank who you might have a relationship and they'll actually pick up the phone and and that's your call. How does that work? Is that yeah? So that so and that addresses the comment you made a minute ago that the the large banks versus kind of the our local community banks, which we love by the way. We love our we we love everybody, but we love our community banks especially. And part of the reason is because there's much more of a one-on-one -on -one relationship going on there usually. Yep. It's much easier to get somebody on the phone at one of the community banks and go, hey, what's going on? Right. Um, and they may or may not know more information about the SBA processing process itself, but at least you can, it's much easier to get somebody on the phone oftentimes. So here's, here's the challenge. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not sure I'm going to, I'm going to need to get some more guidance as these programs open back up, because here's the guidance I got last week. If you have applied, if you've actually put in an application, 
with one bank and you just haven't heard anything, you do not want to put in another application with another bank without communicating with that first bank that they are not processing your application Got with it. the SBA. And here's why. If two applications for the same business come into the SBA system called ETRAN from two different lending institutions, it throws up a red flag at the SBA. And it might look like fraud, gotcha. which of course it isn't. It's just, I'm desperate and I need some cash to keep my business open. But that can throw up and that can cause a problem and then that loan can be denied. And then there, and, and the question that came up last week with one of the SBA folks is, okay, well, what's the process I have to then go through to dispute that? And, that, and of course, now what's happening is that just drags out the timeline. Right. And the problem here is you need the cash and you need it like yesterday. Right. So, so check with the bank, continue to bug the bank until they get and give you an answer. Did the application go in? Did it not? If, if it did not, then you absolutely can contact one of the community banks and start working with them. Now, here's what I would recommend. I would recommend making contact with the community bank anyway, mm -hmm. because you want to be communicating with that loan person so that you know what their process is and explain the situation to them I don't know that this is true, but they may be able to help basically tell the other bank, stop processing this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, you know, who knows, right? Um, so they, they are here to help you and they want to help you. And I do happen to know that, the, that our local banks have processed a ridiculous number of these loans in the last three weeks. It's, right. it's just some of the numbers I'm hearing from our, some of our contacts we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of loans. They have been, they, I'm so proud of them. It's really amazing uh, the efforts that these community banks are putting into this. They're all hands on deck, working all night. It's, yeah. it's really great, so. Yeah, like in the thousands, right? Oh, it's incredible. I, one, one bank I was here and they processed 300 applications like overnight, like one day. Yeah. That's unbelievable for these, like these are not large, like these are like three, four, five branch banks that we're yeah. talking about here, so. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great plug for a community bank. We, there's a handful of them here that um, do a lot of great work in Loudoun County. So I um, it goes back to again supporting local, right? That's Absolutely, and they and the local banks. One reason we like, uh, especially our small business uh, folks, to work with the small banks or talk to the small banks is that they again they have a community focus and they're very much interested. And, tune, and plugged into what's going on in this community. There's nothing wrong with the larger financial institutions and sometimes they have programs. If you have large lending needs, sometimes the, the local banks you know, aren't necessarily set up to do that. Um, but especially for what we call our micro businesses, which are you know, five, five employees or less um, type businesses, the community banks are really good, strong support for them. And we, we really encourage people to connect with them. Great information, Eric. Uh, really appreciate your time uh, sure. today. I'm sure you're swamped. I, I, I was trying to look at my watch and trying to figure out <laughs> the time we took of yours. I know you've got a bunch of appointments. That's fine. I, it helps us get the word out. And if it and and my my on <laughs> sort of my mantra with my team is we're here to try to reduce chaos and confusion yeah. whenever possible. So if this helps do that at all, I am 
happy to take the time. That's, this is awesome. Eric, how do, uh, how can people reach out and contact you and where do they find you online? And uh, where's your, again, your office is uh, in downtown Leesburg, but tell us how, how we can get in touch. So the best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website, which is loudonsbdc.com, or you can call our main office. Um, our entire staff is virtualized, so we're all working from home as well, including our highly capable admin, Alex, who actually has the office phone at his house, so he can answer the phone. Um, and that phone number is 703-466-0466. So 703-466-0466. Or go to our website and the information, contact information is there. At the, and actually, we're getting ready to launch a new site. So right now, it's our old site. It's an FAQ, and at the bottom is a button that says request an appointment. Um, hopefully, in the next two days, that will totally change, and there'll be a new process with new buttons. Awesome. Eric, a uh, lot of helpful information. Um, I'm glad we got to chat. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, what... thank you. I appreciate it. It was great. Uh, it was great and getting connected. And now you know what the SBDC is. So there you go. Exactly. I'll consider that a win. It is. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Thanks, JC. Have a great day. Yeah.